take two or three from the Toronto Blue Jays in the penultimate series of the 2023 regular season. The Yankees' record improves to 81 and 78. So they ensure that they will not finish below 500. And all they have to do is win one game against the Kansas City Royals to finish above 500 for a 31st consecutive season. Um, that at one point looked like that wasn't going to happen, but now it's looking very likely to happen. Also, the Yankees have uh, clinched, and I, this isn't like an accomplishment or anything, but they have secured the fourth spot in the AL East. The Red Sox will be finishing in fifth. In fact, we know each of the five spots in the AL East. It'll be Baltimore, Tampa, Toronto, Yankees, and Boston. So, you know, the Yankees have finished out the season playing pretty well, but, you know, I think that hopefully things got bad enough where true changes are made. Uh, I do believe that certainly Brian Cashman will be back, uh, unfortunately. And Aaron Boone, I believe, will as well. I think there was a time when I, I felt like Boone would go, but I think with the way that things have gone, I, I think he's safe, but you just hope that somehow this roster is completely reconstructed. I don't know how that will happen, but I hope it does. Uh, as far as this series is concerned... You know, the Yankees uh, played pretty well versus the Blue Jays this year. They won the season series versus Toronto, 7-6. to six. Uh, And they played well at Rogers Center. They took uh, three of four for the Blue Jays early in the season, now two of three. Now, as far as truly, you know, making the Blue Jays sweat, you, you kind of did it, as I talked about in the last episode, where you did win the first two games. So you kind of made it interesting going into game three. However... With Game 3 being what it was, Luke Weaver versus Chris Bassett, you kind of knew you were up against it in terms of you know anything realistic as far as sweeping. That did not happen. And so now you leave this series, and Toronto is you know very close to securing uh, that final... Uh, not final, but one of the two open wildcard spots. That is looking uh, like it's very much within their grasp. So, you know, they play a, uh, a home series against the Rays, and the Rays have nothing to play for at this point. The Rays are locked into that four spot uh, as the Euros clinch the uh, American League East. So Toronto is not there yet, and I guess the positive is that, you know, the Yankees, what could have happened is, you know, Toronto could have been celebrating uh, after a Yankee win. They at least did prevent that from happening. They did prolong what is probably the eventual Blue Jay clinch. So, um, but like I said... With the way things were laid out, sweeping them was the only way to truly leave the series, putting the Blue Jays, you know, in somewhat a shambles. That did not happen. But give the Yankees credit because, like I said, they won the first two. And, and look, I don't like you know the Blue Jays, so it was it was satisfying to at least see the Yankees take the first two. Something that I haven't mentioned yet, which is a, a big topic of conversation uh, in this episode, is Garrett Cole. Uh, a complete game shutout in Game 2. He is going to be the American League Cy Young winner. Um, that is just it. His record improved to 15-4. I believe his ERA uh, dropped to 2.63. Had a .98 whip. I think 220 key strikeouts in 209 innings. Just a brilliant, brilliant year from Garrett Cole. And it's a shame because he, he pitched so well in a season where the Yankees uh, are not going to make the playoffs. And... You know, Aaron Judge in that game had a multi-homer game. So Judge is up to 37 home runs. And that's kind of one of the small things to look at in the last series. Can Judge miraculously reach 40 homers? I'm going to say no, 
but crazier things have happened. He needs to hit three home runs in this three-game set. I mean, I guess if there were a series to do it, against Kansas City might just be the spot. You are facing Jordan Lyles in game one. Zach Granke, who at this point in his career is not what he used to be. He's pitching game three. So I guess that's something to kind of to, to look into, right? You're going to be kind of searching for this Royal Series. But yeah, that Cole-Judge combination, it doesn't get much better than that from a pitcher-hitter combo. You would be hard-pressed. I mean, obviously you have these great teams, you know, with just... And that's where the, you know, the Yankees' problem is. You look at the Braves roster and the Astros. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on. Those are the first two that kind of jump out. In Baltimore... But I guess I'm trying to think of that like top pitcher, top hitter combination. You will be hard pressed to find a better combo than Judge and Cole, but what's around it is nowhere near good enough. And while Judge and Cole are in their prime, that's kind of the thing. You do have to take advantage of that. So as much as I'd like to kind of reset, rebuild, like you kind of can't do that with how, to, with how good those two are. And for Cole, the fact that he continues to just stay healthy. It's remarkable in a day and age where, you know, pitchers get hurt easily. Like, he keeps in shape, and he's so well-regimented. And, and, and yet again this year, made it through from start to finish with no injuries. Uh, like, that – there's not enough good things I can say about Cole. You know, he's been with the team for four years, and it's really been uh, very successful. Some hiccups along the way in 21. And the funny thing is, as bad as that was, I think he might have finished second in the Cy Young that year – to uh to Robbie Ray so even in bad times you know he that's the thing about Garrett Cole it's never that bad now obviously the wild card game in 2020 against the Red Sox was awful and I would say that was the low point but he's had many big moments besides that and you know you, you'd love to see him win a, I mean same thing with Judge you'd love to see them win a ring as they deserve Garrett Cole came very close with the Astros was a game away in the World Series, but the Nationals did did win that in 2019. So um, let's talk about this series. I'm trying to think in terms of any, let's see, I don't believe there was any transactions made, but I, I, something just came to mind that we'll discuss. But let me just confirm that there were, I don't think there was. I think that this series, let's see, nope. Nothing new. What is of note, Frankie Montaz actually will be pitching for the Yankees in the Royals series. Uh, that, that transaction has not been made yet, but he will kind of follow up one of the three starters, either Rodon, Schmidt, or King. So it's bizarre that he is actually, you know, he's missed the whole season, but Montaz will pitch the you know, in, in that Royals series. And you got to think... And I wouldn't do it, but I guess a reunion. He's a free agent this season. I suppose that there is a chance that he is back. We we can't put that at let's put it this way. We can't put that at zero percent. There is a world here in which Frankie Montaz returns. I would stray far away from that. I would just, you know, cut your losses and move on. But I I guess there's a chance here. And we'll see how he does uh, in that series. Um also Keenan Middleton, who also, you got to think he's a free agent. Got to think that maybe there could be something there. Yankees traded from the dead at the deadline from the Chicago White Sox, and maybe he could return. Uh, you know, he's going to be a free agent, like I just said. Middleton will likely be back in that Royals series, so we'll see when those transactions happen. 
uh, and who will be sent down. I mean, certainly there's, there's many candidates in that bullpen to happen. And we'll talk about some of those uh, bullpens. Someone made their debut in this third game. It actually looked very impressive, but we'll get there. So first game, Michael King versus Kevin Gosman. And this is a rematch of game two at Yankee Stadium last week. And that was an amazing pitcher's duel uh, where the Blue Jays won the game. King, you know, gave up one run in the third, and then that was a combination of Tommy Canely in what was his last outing of the season, and uh, and Ian Hamilton struggling, and the Yankees got, uh, sorry, didn't get shut out that night. I think that was the game. The thing is, the Yankees get shut out often. Uh, in fact, they were shut out for the 10th time this season in game three. That might have been the, that might have been the game where Austin Wells, I think it was, where Austin Wells might have hit his first homer in the ninth inning. Here nor there. King versus Gosman part two, and King wins this battle. Uh, although, again, to be fair, like, Gosman goes seven scoreless, King goes six scoreless. The Yankees won in the night, but this was a pretty satisfying win. And for Michael King, um, more than pencil him into the 2024 rotation, put that in, put that in pen. Uh, seriously, he... Uh, the ERA is now 2.5 on the season. He has been spectacular as a starter. Health is the biggest concern for Michael King. So they got to be, they got to be smart about that. And you know, the funny thing is, is he is starting Sunday. I was not sure, but, but Clark Schmidt is going Saturday and Michael King Sunday. So they are going through with this. I wasn't sure, you know, in terms of any innings limits for Schmidt and, and, and with King, they good for them that they, Assuming they make it through, I, I shouldn't be giving any congratulations just yet because the key is making it through those outings healthy. But they are going to go uh, another turn. So this was not Michael King's last start, but boy, was it a good one. And he's done well against the Blue Jays. The one downside, five walks. So King, only one hit allowed against Michael King in six innings of work. But we know that King has always kind of had success versus the Blue Jays. So this is nothing new from that standpoint. But, you know, really... Uh, was great. And what made this win also kind of more interesting, no Aaron Judge in the lineup. They won this game against Kevin Gosman without Aaron Judge. And, and it speaks to the Yankee pitching. But no Judge, no Volpe in this lineup. Those, I think, were the notables that were out. Um, yeah. And so Giancarlo Stanton returned to the lineup. You know, he hadn't played those last two games in the Dimebacks series. He would play all three games in this series with some very, you know, for, with some varying degrees of success for him. Um, okay, so that, that meant that Peraza was at shortstop in this one. You saw Connor Falefa at third uh, and his Waldo in right. Other than that, everything else was fairly normal. So, um, like I said, not a whole lot of scoring at all until the ninth inning. But uh, So there might not be a whole lot to discuss here that comes to mind. King got it. Okay, so the ump was definitely very helpful as far as Michael King was concerned because really he gets into some trouble. It ends up bases on a two out and he strikes out Guerrero. Down 3-0. So that was what was impressive with Michael King. Down 3-0, fights back in it. Uh, and strike three was outside. Uh, but, you know, Guerrero, maybe a little bit too close for Guerrero to take, but probably should have the ball. Anyway, King gets out of that jam and the score remains uh, tied, um, scoreless, Let's jump to the, I guess the seventh is where it gets a little bit interesting. So Gosman's still in the game at this point. 
Giancarlo Stanton with a one-out double. Now, they could have pitched run Stanton. You had Volpe on the bench, who Boone kind of said he wanted, I guess, to stay away from. You even had Jake Bowers, who isn't particularly fast, but a lot more than Stanton. But they stick with Stanton, and it kind of and it does come back to bite them. Connor Falefa singles the next batter. I think anyone else is at least getting sent home. But with Stanton, he doesn't. So first and third, one out. Then Connor Falefa is still second, while Oswaldo Cabrera is up. So this is a pretty long at bat. As Waldo versus Gosman. And the infield is at second and short is halfway. And I think the reason for that was they know that they could still get Stanton out if the ground ball goes to them. Well, that's what happens. Cabrera grounds out to Bichette. And he throws Stanton at home. It was a close play at home, but Stanton is just, he can't, he can't get there. And so, you know, I think that if this was a do or die game for the Yankees, they probably pinch run for Stanton. But they don't. And it comes back to bite as Peraza then flies out. Then Johnny Brito comes on. Should not forget Johnny Brito, who again comes through. Brito gives, he ends up getting the win in this. Two scoreless innings from Johnny Brito. He has been sensational in this bullpen role. And again, like he has emerged as, as a bright spot. Someone who I think for the first half of the season, you know, was doing what he had to, but like he didn't feel great about it. Johnny Brito, and this could be someone that, that is effective. Uh, and so Brito... Gets into some trouble in the seventh, but is able to escape harm. Eric Swanson replaces Gosman in the eighth. Pitches well. Let's go to the top of the ninth. Jordan Romano, who, from what I can tell, has been struggling lately for the Blue Jays. You get a leadoff single by Glaber Torres and then Austin Wells, who, give him credit, he caught this, you know, this game from King, Brito, and Holmes. Austin Wells with an opposite field, game-winning ninth inning, game-winning ninth inning two-run homer. It is his first road homer of his career. An impressive opposite field power. Austin Wells is someone that he won't be given a spot next season, but he's someone that's definitely very much in the conversation. And I've been pretty, like, you know, like defensively, I've been fairly impressed by him. I think he's like held his own. I think he was kind of known as someone that wasn't maybe great defensively, more of an offensive guy. I've actually been quite impressed with how he's handled the staff, done a decent job. Obviously, he hasn't caught Cole yet, but... Austin Wells with a big two-run homer. Uh, so we go to the ninth, and Clay Holmes comes on. And Clay Holmes, uh, there's a one-out single to Matt Chapman, but but does the job besides that. And the Yankees win 2-0. So this was a game where, you know, certainly wasn't sure. I thought, you know, probably the Blue Jays win this, right? King will pitch well, but will fall short. But the Yankees do win it. And then that leads you into game two. Garrett Cole versus Jose Barrios. That, that's also a rematch. Uh, from last week at the stadium. That was game three, in which the Yankees won, and they won this one again. So the Blue Jays were shut out for the first two games of the series, and also the first two innings. Uh, so they were shut out for the first 20 innings of the series. Again, Yankee pitching, um, for the most part this season, has done a nice job. Like, they are not the reason collectively. Now, we could talk individuals, absolutely. Uh, but just as a whole, I've really done a nice job. Uh, this year. Are they league best? No, but this is probably a top 10 pitching staff rotation of bullpen included. And that does include a lot of disappointments as well. So this one, Judge returns to the lineup. Volpe returns to the lineup. Um, and the the notable that was out here was Pereira. Everson Pereira hits the bench for this one. Rort Red catches Cole. And Cole only allowed two hits, both to Brandon Belt. That was it. Uh, he goes nine innings, two hits, no runs, no walks, and five strikeouts. So it's 105 pitches. Just a stud. Garrett Cole, total stud. Um, you know, 
you knew he was going to empty the tank tonight. This was his last start of his of his season. And I think he would have been good to go maybe 120 pitches if he had to. But just what a remarkable way to end this Cy Young campaign. So this game is scoreless through three. And Jose Barrios, again, like he didn't pitch poorly, but, uh, you know, he I guess he got Aaron judged. Lead-off walk by DJ LeMayu in the fourth, and then Judge, opposite field, two-run shot. He loves facing the Blue Jays. Uh, more so the Orioles, but the Blue Jays as well. Uh, it's his 36th homer of the year. It's a two-run shot. Gives the Yanks a 2-0 lead. Some good defense in this game as well. Esteban Florial made some, I should mention, uh, made some pretty nice catches out there in center field. Uh, the Yankees do tack on. So a one-out single by Ben Rortfed. And then with two out, I believe the count had been 3-0 to this point, and they, and they just intentionally walked Judge for the fourth pitch. I thought that made sense. It's like, it's 3-0 already. But then they walk Labor, so it's out of four pitches as well. So base is loaded, two out for Stanton, and he actually comes through with a two-run single. Now, this is stuff we haven't seen enough from Giancarlo, but here, two-run single makes it 4-0, and then a bad base, bad base running by Glaber. And that's the unfortunate thing. You so want to fully embrace Glaber, he doesn't let you do it. He doesn't let you do it because of these lapses. And so he thought maybe he had a chance to go home and then thought better of it and was easily out at third base. So 4-0 Yankees at this point. Um, Barrios is out of the game after six. Trevor Richards comes on. You had a leadoff walk by Peraza. And then with two out, a two-run bomb by Aaron Judge. His second homer of the night, 37th homer of the year, gives the Yanks a 6-0 lead. Cole continues to cruise. And in the ninth inning... Finishes it off with a 1-2-3 inning. And yeah, complete game shutout for Cole. The Yankees win 6-0. They win the series. And, uh, you know, have the Blue Jays a little bit concerned. However, game three, not so much. Not You know, look, Lou Weaver did what he could. You know, like this isn't on him. It's on the fact that the Yankees could not touch Chris Bassett. And I'm sure it meant a lot to Chris Bassett, who had his struggles last year in some key games as a Met. Where he had a good, where he was good. And, you know, he, you know, his last start versus the Braves last year and then versus the Padres in the wild card uh, game round really soured what was a good season for him. And this year, Chris Bassett has been a very good addition for the Toronto Blue Jays. 16 and 8, you know, uh, 3.60, right? Like just a good quality season for Chris Bassett. And boy, did he dominate the Yankees. He goes seven and two thirds innings, allows five hits, no runs, one walk and 12 strikeouts. Like that's the stuff I'm talking about where this Yankee lineup can be easily, easily maneuvered. Um, and that's where it has to change. You know, the Yankees are a righty heavy lineup and, you know, that's the problem. And, you know, you throw some lefties in there. Austin Wells, Zuala Cabrera, who's a switch hitter. Uh, Esteban Florial. But that is, I mean, listen to who I just talked about. It's not, A, it's not much in quantity. And quite frankly, it's not much in quality. So, not great. Luke Weaver, you know, he goes four innings. He has up two runs. Honestly, that's about as good as you could expect. And, you know, I don't think Luke Weaver will be back next year. But in his very brief stint as a Yankee, looked all right. And, and, and so, I stranger things have happened, but Luke Weaver, it wasn't a train wreck by any means. Like, you could see why teams would be tempted 
by what he brings to the table. Did have you know one walk and six strikeouts in four innings. You like to see stuff like that. The problem with Luke Weaver is the home run ball. And, and look, it was two solo homers. So you can live with the solo shots. But with Luke Weaver, it seems like the home run ball is just his bugaboo. Um, so Yankees-Blue Jays, really game three, really big game for Toronto. And they got the job done. They did. Um, but early on, some, you know, some struggles. Yankees didn't have much opportunity, quite frankly. Um, I guess we can discuss maybe the third inning where um, you, you get a first and second two-out spot for Glaber and Bassett just shut him down. I mean, Glaber just had, like, he just got him with the slow stuff. Three pitches, no contact, and done. And then first pitch of the third inning, Dalton Varjo breaks the shutout snot, uh, schneid. Uh, and it's one of the Blue Jays. Then in the fourth, Matt Chapman goes opposite field for his 16th home run of the season. Gives the Blue Jays a 2-0 lead. Then in the fifth, Greg Weiser comes on. And Weiser, who had been pretty good lately, it's a two-out rally. A Bichette single, steals second, and then Kevin Vigio uh, with an RBI single to give the Blue Jays a 3-0 lead. So uh, Weiser, you know, again, who had been, like I said, looking a lot better, does, does uh, struggle there with two out. Then in the sixth, bottom of the sixth, Zach McAllister, who, uh, when I think about, and I could be dead wrong, when I think about them, you know, bringing Montez into the fold and bringing Middleton back into the fold, um, assuming there's no injuries, and, and that could be the case, like a guy like Zach McAllister, if it's based on results, Zach McAllister could go down. It was a good story, but McAllister has really struggled uh, and, and did so in this one. Uh, a one-out walk to Varjo, a single for Springer, and then a three-run homer uh, for Brandon Belt, who, uh, you know, Brandon Belt, a nice addition by Toronto. You know, I, I like a lot of what the Blue Jays did. Their offense is not as prolific as it used to be, but there's more balance in that lineup uh, th than there had been, you know. You have Belt, you have Varsho, you have Kiermaier. I got to think that helps, although, again, you know, look, you, you trade away Tasker Hernandez for Eric Swanson, helps the bullpen, but... Hernandez was a, was a pretty key piece in that lineup. So, you know, uh, you, you win some, you lose some, I guess. But uh, I do think, you know, I think the Blue Jays had some forward thinking in the direction they wanted to go in. And it will help uh, result in them making the playoffs. So that's a 6 something lead right there. Again, McAllister struggles. A, a, a bright spot here, though. Yoendris Gomez makes his Yankee debut and looks really good. Pitched two innings, scoreless, and had four strikeouts. Um, there was one hit in there, but yeah, looked really good. He struck out. I mean, let's see any big names he struck out. Um, he struck out, he struck out the side in the eighth, Chapman, Varjo, and, uh, and Vlad Guerrero. So like to see that, you know, uh, he, like, I don't know what it means, but it's got to give him confidence. And so we'll see if we see him again in the Royal series figure. We probably will maybe. So, uh, anyway, um, Blue Jays complete the shutout. They win 6-0. So all three games in the series were shutouts. Two of them 6-0, game two and three. And then game one, the Yankees win 2-0 on the Austin Wells homer. So the Yankees record is 81-78. and 70, So they have not wrapped up the above 500 season, but they have ensured they won't finish below 500. I again, I suspect the Yankees will find a way to win a game in this series. And it's something to, you know, certainly look at. Again, um... It looked as if that this was not going to happen, but they have finished the season strong. And, you know, I understand if there are Yankee fans that do take pride in this, but I also understand the Yankee fans that were upset, you know, that maybe things didn't get really bad 
Hopefully, changes are still made regardless. So, yeah, last series of the season, Kansas City Royals are, let's see, their record is 54 and 105, but they have been better lately. Uh, it'll be Rodon versus Jordan Lyles, who has had a rough season, and the Yankees did get to Lyles at Yankee Stadium. Uh, game two, Clark Schmidt will be on the mound for the Yanks, looking to hopefully end the season on a high note after some struggles recently. And then game three will be between Michael King, who, you know, you got to be excited to see King. And then for the uh, Royals will be Zach Granke. And I'm wondering if for Granke, could this be his last uh, outing as, as a major leaguer? He is 1-15 with a 5.370 year right. I haven't like looked into the situation, but it, it is curious. Last game of the year in Kansas City, maybe this is it for him. So like you know, some, so there will be some storylines to kind of look into. Uh, the over five hundred thing, you know, will Judge reach, um, you know, somehow reach the forty home run mark? Uh, you know, Michael King, will he continue his success? So there's some things to look at. It's look, it's going to be tough, obviously, to really generate a whole lot of interest here. But it is we have reached finally the last series of the season, which is a good thing. This has been a very frustrating season that. Um, I don't know how much stock you want to take in the fact that September has been a good one. I, I think that more stock should be taken into what we saw in July and August. I think that that is, you know, important and, you know, we'll see how it finishes out. But again, Garrett Cole doing what he does, complete game shutout in his Cy Young campaign, helps the Yankees take two of three from the Toronto Blue Jays, and now they travel to Kansas City to to finish out the season.